getting ready for the rate hike as we get into it. Shout out to everybody here on the live. Thank you for jumping on in. You're here with the Crypto Lifer. Still drinking that lemon water. If you are, thank you for jumping on in. Bitcoin, doing a bit of a movie move, right? That's why I always draw a flag on the 15 because you never know what the 15 is going to do. At the end of the day, it did make a pennant. This falling wedge did break up, did not break below the 19,150 area for support. Bounced off it. This is the previous look, resistance, resistance. We did bounce off the range. This rising wedge measured move is to the downside here to this area. So far, we have negated that. We've bounced all the way back up to 19,550 and getting rejected. Um, quite interesting. It's weird. You Google this and it's hard to find like kind of... Um, Exactly. Like, I want to see it live. Stock rise ahead of critical rate hike decision. Bitcoin, too, gets a little bit of a move. This is interesting. Okay, so it's going to be at 2.15, all right? Live at 2.15, Holds new conference following, but that's following the FOMC meeting. So, like right now, they're about to have a rate hike. We're gonna see it two o'clock. We should see this rate hike. Then they're gonna talk about it, but we should see the rate hike. And then at two thirty, right? Um, Federal funds rate will be. Yeah, and then they have old day, old stuff here. This is old stuff. All right. All right, all right. Looking at Bitcoin now, we'll just take a look at it off the bat. Everyone's waiting for this rate hike, see what's going on. 19,465. I, I had Bitcoin on multiple charts. I just want to look at it here. Here's a short too as well. Let's look at Bitcoin here. So like, it's funny, I drew this just thinking, hey, could we bounce off this and make a move to the upside? I guess that's exactly what we did. I'm just looking for the chart. I had it on like so many charts this morning. We had this, we bounced off. But I remember when I say let's draw a flag and watch the flag on the 15 minute. It's usually what I do. It's the sauce. And I'm like, you'll understand the sauce once the sauce is done. But can I, can I find the actual special sauce? And what I do is when we get really, like, basically high on the 15 minute, uh, I basically just start drawing a flag of some type. Where is the flag? Remember when I drew the flag? Oh, yeah, Binance U.S.? Isn't that where I was on at the last minute? There it is, yeah. So remember, I was sitting here. This is where we left. This is the last thing I did. And I said, remember, draw a flag here on the 15-minute, right? Now, this ended up being a way smaller flag. Like, I was a little crazy about my flag. But if you look at it here, we break it down. We elongate the chart. Flip it to the 7 even a little bit. You can start to see what I'm talking about. And because I've seen price action do, like, pleasantly surprise me. And I've negated it before. Because I didn't know how to draw my flags. And what I mean by that is you'd be like, oh, well, it's just going to short because this is what the oscillator says. And you just don't take any other move. But if you draw the flag, you're telling the universe and yourself that you're open-minded that anything is possible. That that anything could end eventually happen. Right? And that's kind of the key. Right? That's the key. So um, by drawing the flag, you're saying, hey, maybe this is, you know, maybe we can do this. Maybe we can do that. What I still don't like about all of this is we're overbought. We're getting heavy bearish divergence here on the 7 with the swing down and this swing to the upside. 
giving a lot of signs of like an overexposed market that's just getting a little hot. Regardless if we had the Fed rate hike today or not, all right, we still see a huge sell wall at 19,800, 19,750 area as well. And we could bounce here off a buy area at 19,100. See to be kind of kept in the zone. We're a little closer to this than that. We may come down and munch at 19,001. We did get resistance here with bearish divergence, which would likely eventually play out to the downside, in my humble opinion. So um, I was watching the short, right? I've been talking about the short. And if you watched the live stream earlier, I was saying I wouldn't touch the short till it comes down like at least right to this area. And we circled it because I wanted to see the short drop into the zone. Now, it definitely did drop into the zone. It's playing around right now with the, the exact kind of bottom of this area. If we open this up a little bit, it's still pretty much a descending triangle. However, even if this is descending, what's interesting about it and what I like to do is, yeah, it could be a bearish pattern. So I just pattern trade it for seven quick percent. You know, nothing crazy, just likely a pattern, even if it's bearish, will likely head to the top of its pattern before it eventually plays out bearish, right? So, like, there's still a possible move here back to the upside once the 15-minute resets. The one-hour is still looking pretty spiffy here to the upside, and so is the four-hour, right? And so we have the one-hour and the four-hour both oversold, about to possibly make, make some moves here. So I'm still looking at the shorts. Shorts still look likely to me based on the four-hour. I haven't given up on the idea, all right, which is sad. I would like Bitcoin to stay above, but again, maybe Bitcoin can stay above. That's funny, right? Dualities. But maybe Bitcoin can stay above 19,300. And you know why I keep saying that 19,250 to 19,300 is that weekly support. It's the last two weekly candles that closed. And if you haven't seen that before, just something I got to talk about. It was where the last two weekly candles have closed. Shout out to everybody here on the live. Thank you for coming on in. 675 people on the live stream. Unbelievable. Um, and you can see a massive short squeeze happening right now for Bitcoin. Look at that. It just boom. Did we really just go to 20K out of nowhere? Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Wow. Look at this. So the rate hike came in. And now we're all the way back down to 18. Look at the volatility. Bitcoin just went up and down a thousand. That's why I told everyone not to trade the rate hike. I told them to be careful. That is insanity. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Oh my gosh. This is insane. This is insane. This is insane. Jamie, where are you, Jamie? Jamie. My God, I cannot believe we saw Bitcoin go up to 20K. And then, oh my God, like I told everyone to be careful, right? Because you would see, you were going to see ridiculousness. We knew this was going to happen. We knew it was going to be crazy. We knew the trades were going to be volatile. We knew the action in the market was going to be insanity. Let's take a look at ES1. Look at that short would have popped on you too. The short's actually up a little bit now. Interesting enough. And I did say I'd stay short, which is crazy, right? Um, we're going to like keep going, but right now, I mean, the one hour and the four hour are, you know, people are going to say, oh, we dump and everyone's going to say we dump because of the rate hike. But honestly, the four hour and the one hour are oversold. So like, show me the charts that'll show you the news. You just, the overall move will eventually play out. It's the minutia of in the middle, right? That happened.
So, so we got the point seven five. I mean, that was expected. That was baked in. You know what I mean? Completely baked in. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. My trading crew can't keep up with the chart moves. This is insane. I can. I got a, a great graphics card in the high-end DSL cable. We're good to go. I'll keep you locked and loaded. Just stay on the stream. You'll be able to see all this beautiful price action. Remember the 30-second chart? Last time Jerome was speaking. I mean, the rate hike came already. We get it. We see what's happening. We do want to see what he has to say, right? If he's going to press us even harder in the next few months, if we're going to get a break. Look at Bookmap trying to keep up with the liquidity. That was crazy. Look how many people got liquidated. Oh, my God. Like, yo, they just had a field day with liquidations. Like, I've never even seen that on Bookmap in my life. Look how many. Oh, my gosh. I never had it open for something. Like, this is insane. Look at the price action. I've never seen that many bubbles on Bookmap. <laughs> it's so nuts, right? That's insane. Look at that. Well, look at the amalgamated data. Oh my gosh! Look at this. It's so funny. Anyway, I told people to be careful. I told people I don't like to trade this. That takes away your edge when the market can do that in in a half a second. That's a thirty second. Bitcoin went down by a thousand dollars. It literally, I, I keep saying, did it really? I'm like, yeah, it did. It went from 19,995, which it pumped them to out of nowhere. And it went all the way down to 18,100. It went down 2,000. It went to, it went down $1,200 in a minute. In one minute. You can't, that's not reliable trading, right? That's not reliable. You can't rely on stuff like that. That's insanity. Pure insanity, you know, uh, So the interest rate is 0.75. It's been locked and loaded. All right, everyone? It's been locked and loaded. 0.75 on the interest rate hike. That's it. We knew it. It was, but despite being baked in, you knew there was still going to be market volatility. Still there's going to be crazy action, um, which is insanity. But this was not, honestly, I think that was crazier than I expected. I didn't expect it to do that. I'm just looking for a site right here I want to click on. Right here, we look at the CME group. This is a good site. Check it out. Might be so many people on it that it's like overloaded today. That's probably what's happening. They couldn't handle all the people watching the rate hike. It's so funny, right? It crashed. The rate hike site crashed. Because <laughs> too many people wanted to know. You go to Twitter too. And it should be trending. Right? Who's tuning into FOMC today, baby, right? Good morning to Crypto Twitter. There we are. I'm in there trending. Word, word. FOMC meeting in progress, baby. This guy. So waiting for this 100 Bitcoin resistance to break after flying. We will watch live. You think we'll be right here, rate hike. Just, you know what I'm saying? 
press releases, news and events, like about the Fed. You know what I'm saying? They make it like, like I, I've been clicking through this stuff for days and it's like, it's like, it should be right here. There should be a nice link and this should be like the rate hike has been announced Wednesday, you know, 2 p.m. meeting, two day meeting, two day meeting, press conference. But don't worry, it doesn't take two days, you know. Then one time I saw live coverage and I would click on it and it gave me like an older, yeah. This is a feed too. That's a YouTube feed. Which I had recently, you know. Anyway. All right. So as we move forward, I want to talk about something else that's important. And let's take a look at the DXY. We want to look at what the DXY is doing. Super important to see what it does. All right. Does it tank? Does it bank? What is it doing to here? And it took a huge pump to the upside. Massive, massive pump for the DXY. No good. One hour candle did bounce to the upside as suggested by that stochastic. Look, we had it in this flag. It broke out of the flag, continued in the last 50 minutes. What a huge pump for the dollar index. Not a good look. All the way to 111.50. Strong for the dollar. Could that be the last final push for the dollar index? That's not good for Bitcoin. That propels that short to the upside that we talked about this morning. The short is now up how much that we went over. So if you'd watched my live stream, I did discuss placing a short for BTC. It's not up huge. I'm not going to boast a lot. I'm not trying to be the man. I'm just saying it is up 5.83%. It's how you would take advantage of a market rumble here. Right? Shout out to the 1,000 people that were watching the live stream earlier today. Maybe they learned how to play short. Maybe you never knew what a Bitcoin 3S token was on KuCoin. And sign up to KuCoin. Links in the description below. I greatly appreciate it. It does help the channel. I have many commission links below that help. Like right now, I'm looking at what? Bookmap. When I look at Bookmap, it helps me figure out where the liquidity may or may not be for Bitcoin. Right now, it's pretty pretty scant. Right, We're right there at 19250 now with the sell wall. We may short squeeze a little bit into that liquidity, but we're kind of right there. Next place is 18,250 Bitcoin holding 19,000. Quite interesting of a day, if you ask me. Dollar index with a huge, massive pump. Should have done more damage to Bitcoin so far. Pretty interesting, but we still have a move on the 15 minute as it's curving to the upside. One hour extreme bearish divergence, in my humble opinion. You know, you can't just keep creating these types of advances here while the RSI does not accompany the move. You see? So. That is bearish divergence, if I've ever seen it. And let's readjust the pattern. We were here this morning, and we adjusted this. We were like, well, we don't know, but it looks like it's going to pump to the upside. Boy, oh boy, did it pump to the upside. All right? The dollar index, and that's what we were looking at. That's why I was looking at a short. I said, the dollar looks like it's going to take a mean move to the upside, and boy, did it. It took a mean move to the upside. It's pretty ridiculous. All right? Dang, I can't believe that. I mean, I can... But I also can't, you know, it's pretty nuts. Um, it's insanity. I'm going to jump on into the chat, see what's going on. Shout out to each and every one of you who decided to jump back into the live again with the Crypto Lifer. You, you people are in extreme lifers, out of control lifers, savages. I love you. You're amazing. You're awesome. And honestly, just to let you know, the lifers are strong. We're beating channels with hundreds of thousands of subscribers. We're beating the watching, like we're in, we're doing something amazing. 
the retention rate here, the quality, the, the group of people here. We're doing something that YouTube has never seen. I can't even believe it. You people are changing the world. You're changing my life, and it's awesome. Uh, I'm excited to see where we're going to go as a group. We're going to like have meetups and meet at different places in the world with the Lifer hoodies, and we're going to swarm like like Voltron. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be like, swarm, swarm. You know, lifers swarm, lifers swarm. You know what I mean? Shout out to everybody here. I greatly appreciate it. Let's get into that control room. Let me pop out the chat. Let's get busy. Let's see who came back into the chat. Shout out to Crypto Lifer Changer, Life Changer, my man. Shout out to DJ Porter Rock, my man. 8-3 on the second, baby. September 24th will be a day to remember forever. Everyone keeps saying September 24th. Something going down. The end of the the new the new the new changing guard. We're gonna change the entire financial system, right? They're gonna flip the switch. Shout out to CMAS, my man. Organic can't be beat, my man. Shout out to CMAS, my dude. Yo, man, I got the uh CMAS is the guy. He's the guy who gave me the gold collar stays. You're the man, dude. I appreciate that. Shout out to Chris Ray in the house. Shout out to CNC Ireland. Shout out to Rodney Robinson in the real dad bod team. He has a whole team of people. They hold his dad bought up. <laughs> Shout out to Jamie Zeno. The coverage is more live than the guy who will be giving the speech. I hope so. It's going down, brothers. Clear value, tax guy, uh, trading vibes. Been too accurate so far in this guy. So Swim Sam used to be about gold and still holds a little, I think. But gold and Bitcoin also scarce, won't disappear. Hey. Thanks for all you do and the team. What about Bitcoin dominance? We'll take a look at Bitcoin dominance. Why not? I like this man. This man knows his stuff. He wants to take a look at Bitcoin dominance. He's like, hey, I want to know what's happening with Bitcoin dominance. Don't play me. And I'm like, okay. Now, this four hour suggests that this short is going to pay us nicely. If we forget about the news and we just play the chart, the chart says four hour wants to move. Lack of bearish momentum on the short. Got yourself in a bit of a, a squeeze here, even on the RSI. Can you squeeze on out of it? And the stochastics RSI want to make a bit of a move. I've played this many times, and many times it's paid me. Probabilities are there for gains. Tight moving averages as well is an interesting idea. All right. You want the moving averages to be tight. VRVP also suggesting that you're above a high volume node, which could bring you up to this area. Killing it with the knowledge you've been teaching, Sam. Shout out to Michael Scott. Thank you so much. Bloomberg Live on YouTube has it all. Not that I watch any of that trash. Right? Fed expected to raise rates. Fed expected to raise rates. Will we have it right here? 16,000 people watching. We will be ready with the meeting. Coming in 17 minutes and counting. And we're going to bring you live coverage of the meeting. Give you live commentary of ideas, things. We may even stop. We're going to talk about some things. We're going to break it down. All right. We're going to talk about the fiat graveyard. Let's spend a little time here talking about this, the fiat graveyard. The fiat graveyard, a history of monetary folly. Living in denial about the economy. I still see many Americans living in denial about the fate of the U.S. dollar. 
even when they know the past performances is not guarantee of future performance, they still say things like, yes, the 2008 bailouts were bad, but our economy is stabilized and will be okay. No, the economy will not be okay. And the chart below illustrates why. The U.S. money supply, 1959 to 2018. Money printing is wealth theft. Okay? As the chart below illustrates, the money printing in the U.S. since 1900 has destroyed 98% of the USD's value. But what happens to the value of the USD um, when the money supply shoots up like a missile and has occurred since 2008? It loses even more value and will eventually and inevitably collapse along with the value of every asset that is denominated in the USD. This has happened many times in recent and not-so-recent history, and when it happens, the currency is usually killed and buried in the fiat currency graveyard. The U.S. dollar purchasing power during the 20th century. Federal Reserve created World War, Crash, Great Depression, World War, Korean War, Vietnam War, Gold Standard Killed, Stagflation, Gulf War, War on Terror, the Economic Crisis. All right. The average lifespan of a fiat currency is about 35 years the following list of currencies is a small sample of the fiat currencies throughout the past 1,000 years that have collapsed due to corrupt or incompetent monetary policymaking. Hyperinflation is one of the most common precursors to a fiat currency's collapse. Keep in mind that most of these currencies below collapse within the lifetime of most baby boomers living today, like my parents and yours if you're around my age. So hyperinflation and currency collapses are not exceptionally rare events. In fact, the average lifespan of a fiat currency is only about 30 Five years, which means these events happen more frequently than many people even realize. And the list goes on and on. And we went over this today in the live, but I want to kind of, I want to relearn it again. Will your fiat currency be next? And how do you find out? Well, this is how you figure it out. Okay. Based on the historic average lifespan of a fiat and the data table and the scorecard, if your currency's total debt to GDP ratio private and public debt appro approaches or exceeds 200%, then there's a high probability your fiat currency will be buried in the graveyard, right? He is selling a book, I guess, and I have not, uh, uh, you know, of course, right? Beautiful move. Um, nice work, right? And this, you know, you want to corroborate, but this is true. Fiat currency gets printed to the point of no return. We've been printing money to the point of no return. This is where we stand. This goes hand in hand with the Fed meeting today. And what we're going to see. Let's get back into price action for Bitcoin on the 30-second chart. Which was so juicy last time. It was quite insanity. So what did we just make? I mean, didn't we make... Look at this. Where are we? Are we on KuCoin? Alright. I'm going to release all my old work for now. Funny, we did hit... Look, it's funny. We hit my measured move of the, of the show. Isn't that crazy? We hit my measured move. But we had to do a bunch of insanity first. TA plays out if you can slow it down. You know. First thing we're going to do is go to the 4-hour. We're going to look at what we're doing here. So remember, we have this nice support zone. Let's go to the daily where we double-bottomed here. Right off the bat. So we are, we are maintaining this double-bottom. At 18,800, we're going to call. Alright. We're attempting... To be in some type of falling wedge here. As I've said before, right? It's the best we can that, that looks legit to me. That's that's legit. We can rest it here and rest it there. We broke out, we came back in. We broke out, we came back in. Falling wedges do break to the upside. 
right? Daily does look pretty good, and the 22 hour is very low. Likely the 22 hour gets a move to the upside, and it's a lack of bearish momentum. So, all this is shenanigans. We do have this strong support at 18,800. You know, we close a candle below that, we're done, you know, and we're likely to dump. Let's take a look at the one hour time frame. What I don't like about this is, is let's break this down now. So you have the rising wedge. You could do this now. Sorry. I'm hearing something in the background, right? Oh, so sorry. That's the Fed meeting music. How dare they? So sorry to do that to you all. Blame the Fed. You can all blame the Fed now for the reason why it was messing up. Blame the Fed. Completely blame the Fed for that. All right? Blame the Fed. 0.75 basic height. 0.75 has been confirmed, just so everybody knows. It's been confirmed. 0.75. Okay, so here. This is what we see now. Up, down, up, down. 15 minute doesn't look good. Really down to the small time frames. So here you got to put a flag in on the 32nd. A bear flag. Regrettably for now. Measured move ticket 18,400. All right. This is spot on. I mean, you could... You could trust this, all right? <laughs> Not financial advice. Nothing I say and do should be taken as financial advice. But the technical analysis, right? And, you know, it's that's solid, solid TA, all right? Does look like a, a bearish pattern to me. And we're watching the smaller time frames to give us confirmation of the move of the fast price action. Seven minute does want to give you a bounce back to the upside. So it tells you that we could get a V-shaped recovery right back into the zone, all right? The volatility is going to be insane for the next hour, hour and a half, at least probably until tonight, until we kind of subside, you're going to see some crazy price action. Check it, check it, check it. Thank you. Yeah, and shout out to the whole team for the new ad up here that's playing a lot. Learn the language of the charts. Either do that or, you know, bear market special. You guys are awesome. That's looking great. And I don't see when it changes and it just does. And it's pretty cool. We're looking pro, guys. We're looking pro. We're looking awesome. We're starting to, you know, we're starting to make it come together, baby. We're doing it, baby. We're doing it like a team, baby. I love it. So cool to do it together. So cool to do it together. So I'm watching this. This is it. I mean, we are making an inverted head and shoulder here. And this is for fun. All right. I don't recommend trading the 30-second chart day in and day out. We do this for fun. The last time we did this, while he spoke, the chart was going absolutely insane. And we actually were able to nail an insane short squeeze to the upside. It was it was intense. So I don't know if we're going to get the same movement because there was more volatility and, and fear in the market. But, you know, we're willing to believe something interesting could occur. All right? I don't know if you noticed that I did change the tie. I did change the tie and the pocket square. Just felt like I could be even, you know, <laughs> just felt the need to change it up. Didn't want to come with the same exact. They're kind of pinning us here with liquidity. But they got a nice buy order here at 18,007, attempting to prop us up again. I tell you, it's days like these where I observe the market. 
I observed the market. So again, back to my hypothesis for the for you know for what I'm looking at. One hour is still pointing down. So as far as I'm concerned, more downside. All right. So right now, one hour more downside. Four hour also pointing down, downside. Right. Very likely that we dump here. It would be very weird that we don't, honestly. So possible dump for sure. We have this trend line too here. We're kind of in this like tight little zone. I'll get rid of this. That 30 second chart is what we're looking at. But that's that's the pattern that I'm looking at now too. And that's, it's a symmetrical triangle. It can break up or down. Based on the four hour, it's more likely to break down, but anything is possible. That would make a new low. 17,389 is the measured move. It's the length of the base of the triangle to the downside, all right? So I'm not guaranteeing any of this. I'm just showing you the TA. So it would start with this 30-second bear flag, and it would continue to, can, we would continue to drop to the next local low, all right? 30-second will give us the most information as we start with the rate height. Informa- you know, so as he comes on, we'll be able to kind of couple that data for you, all right? We'll bring the music down, I promise. But I love the music. All right. And we're going to get through this one step at a time together every day. I'll be here for my trading group. If you join my trading group, I will be here every single day. You'll never feel alone, never feel astray. The group will be here. We'll be taking you through the, you know, what's happening. You know, you'll never feel confused, never feel lost. I'm going to put so much effort in to make sure that you feel comfortable with what's going on. All right. And that, uh, yeah. All right. Point seven five, baby. Point seven five. Amazing. Good time to plug. Cryptolifer.com, all right? Cryptolifer.com. Bang. Achieve financial freedom fast. We help busy professionals create a consistent second income with profitable cryptocurrency trades. Join today. Learn more about cryptocurrency and Cryptolifer, right? Freedom isn't given, it's learned. Most people believe that their potential is, you know, most people live below their potential, stuck in the nine to five. This is so true. And the path out of the rat race requires skills. Freedom has to be learned. You don't just get out. You have to fight your way out tooth and nail and learn all the way. You know, in this quick video, I explain the benefits of crypto life membership. Learn how hundreds of working professionals are experiencing financial freedom through cryptocurrency using trading techniques that I teach. All right. Join the trading group that will teach you to trade crypto profitably. The Crypto Lifer Discord. And look how this all lights up. Pictures change. It's an amazing, cool website. Check it out. All right. Empowering people with knowledge. We teach you to make profitable trades no matter where the market goes. Up or down, baby. Learn the fundamentals of crypto trading that has brought financial freedom to me and hundreds of other crypto lifers. And now my life's work is to share that freedom with you. We offer valuable in-depth courses, personal coaching, and a thriving community with hundreds of smart, dedicated traders. This is your opportunity to become your own boss and live your dreams. I'm telling you, I did it. You can do it too. 800 plus members, 35,000 and 2 million stream views. We've actually updated those since then. Bang, bang, bang. We did think about a seven-day free trial. 
but we eventually kiboshed it. So this will be taken out. If you do hit it, you can't, you know, it'll just take you to the other offers, which is great. Sorry, the product can't be purchased. The reason why we didn't do it is because I feel like you can see me for free every single day. And unlike a lot of other products, I am the product and you get to know me so well every day in the live. And that's your free trial. Hang out with me every day, get to know me, see what we're talking about, see if I'm the guy you want to learn from, and then jump on into the Discord. So we figured out you kind of already get a free trial already. Also, what if people just jump in for seven days just to purge us, to do different things to us, right? Now they have access to our beautiful community, and I believe it should be earned at least, um, you know, you got to pay at least 99 to purchase, you know what I'm saying? So my thing is, after thorough talk, you know, you get, you know, uh, the marketing people that make the site say, hey, this is good. This helps all my people, blah, blah, blah. And I think it's good for a certain product. But I think our product is so unique and different that we decided that we didn't need that on the site. So that's just something to talk about, you know, just, you know, and I don't mind bringing it up. Most people be like, oh, like it's got to be perfect every time. I don't mind it. My community is amazing. This is what builds our community, the strength that we talk about, what we do, what we go over, you know. So we have articles, we have videos you can watch, you know, you can go to the YouTube channel from here, watch all the videos, get in there, you know, see us live right now, possibly. Bang, bang, bang. So, um, yeah. Also hit support, frequently asked questions, contact. You can also open up an account here, log on in, and you can you can also buy your memberships through the Discord here now. And this is what we kind of want. We want to start to get people into the Crypto Lifer membership right here, right? You could join today for the month. Savings here, 270 for three months, six months, our annual Jump on in today. And, you know, I've been working on this site for months, months now, back and forth with our you know, our team. Shout out to Sam, man. You did a great job. We have awesome testimonials here, right? Two months ago, I was struggling financially, paying for med school, working part-time. Thanks to Sam's phantom call, I paid off two years worth of debt today. Thank you, Crypto Lifer, Ryan McGovlin. Unbelievable. And just a lot of different people in the group that have said amazing things. Um, and then you can see us at all the different socials. But yeah, we launched uh, last night, so I'm super excited about this. I'm super proud to show it off. And yeah, CryptoLifer.com, baby. Bang. So I was just, I'm proud of the site. I'm not trying to, like, chill too much. I'm just, hey, the guy, our team worked so hard on it, you know? And every day there's a tweak. And you know what? I apologize. You know, my the people that created the site, sometimes they get, you know, they're like, like, they get a little... You know, I ask for an update and then we have to update something else. But you have to remember, I'm the CEO and I'm the talent. So I look at the site, I do my job, but then I have other people look at it and they spend some time and they give me feedback and it's all about patience and timing. And that's how the greatest uh, situations are done, right? And so some people just give me some more feedback and then we have, you know, another conversation about it. So we'll do our best, but I apologize if we're not the best, you know, but, you know, it's, it's everything to me is a learning process. And if I haven't done it before, then I'm, I'm, I'm still in training, you know, and that's the same when it comes to like building a website. So I'm still learning my way, right? So we're watching this 30 second now into this rising wedge. Rising wedges break down 68% of the time. All right. So this is kind of not boding well for Bitcoin. And we're waiting for the news here on the rate hike, getting very, very close. One more minute to the timing. They should be on in one more minute. One more minute, everybody. One more minute. All right. And this could heat up. The second he starts opening his mouth, things are going to change. So uh, people want to know what's going on. 0.75 basis point on the rate hike. We're watching the short and the long at the same time. Short already made his 5%. 
It did spike up on a limit order to a gain of 14. Had you had a limit order, would have nailed that bot, that nail, would have nailed it, right? So technically, I can say my short hit for 12% today. I mean, I, as insane as it is, it, you know, 14% on the short. No stop loss got hit in the making of that trade. All right, here we go. 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 Good afternoon. My colleagues and I are strongly committed to bringing back down to our 2% goal. We have both the tools we need and the resolve that it will take to restore price stability on behalf of American families and businesses. Price stability is the responsibility of the Federal Reserve and serves as the bedrock of our economy. Without price stability, the economy does not work for anyone. In particular, without price stability, we will not achieve a sustained period of strong labor market conditions that benefit all. Today, the FOMC raised its policy interest rate by three-quarters of a percentage point, and we anticipate that ongoing increases will be appropriate. We are moving our policy stance purposefully to a level that will be sufficiently restrictive to return inflation to 2%. In addition, we are continuing the process of significantly reducing the size of our balance sheet. I will have more to say about today's monetary policy actions after briefly reviewing economic developments. The U.S. economy has slowed from the historically high growth rates of 2021, which reflected the reopening of the economy following the pandemic recession. Recent indicators point to modest growth of spending and production. Growth in consumer spending has slowed from last year's rapid pace, in part reflecting lower real disposable income and tighter financial conditions. Activity in the housing sector, sector has weakened significantly, in large part reflecting higher mortgage rates. Higher interest rates and slower output growth also appear to be weighing on business fixed investment, while weaker economic growth abroad is restraining exports. As shown in our summary of economic projections, since June, FOMC participants have marked down their projections for economic activity, with the median projection for real GDP growth standing at just 0.2% this year and 1.2% next year, well below the median estimate of the longer-run normal growth rate. Despite the slowdown in growth, the labor market has remained extremely tight, with the unemployment rate near a 50-year low, job vacancies near historical highs, and wage growth elevated. Job gains have been robust, with employee employment rising by an average of 378,000 jobs per month over the last three months. The labor market continues to be out of balance, with demand for workers substantially exceeding the supply of available workers. The labor force participation rate showed a welcome uptick in August, but has little changed since the beginning of the year. FOMC participants expect supply and demand conditions in the labor market to come into better balance over time, easing the upward pressure on wages and prices. The median projection in the SEP for the unemployment rate rises to 4.4% at the end of next year, a half percentage point higher than in the June projections. Over the next three years, the median unemployment rate runs above the median estimate of its longer-run normal level. Inflation remains well above our 2% longer-run goal. Over the 12 months ending in July, <clears throat> total PCE prices rose 6.3%, percent 
excluding the volatile food and energy categories, core PCE prices rose 4.6%. In August, the 12-month change in, consumer, in the Consumer Price Index was 8.3%, and the change in the core CPI was 6.3%. Price pressures remain evident across a broad range of goods and services. Nice pump for Bitcoin. Although gasoline prices have inverted headed shoulder there on the third on the thirty well second chart year earlier levels the shoulder in part reflects the head the war against and Ukraine, the shoulder to the upside boosted prices for bang 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 for Bitcoin additional upward pressure on inflation how do you like that Maples? the median projection in the SEP for total PCE in nineteen thousand five sell wall here two hundred seventy Bitcoin trying to get sold here on Bookmap can we obliterate the sell wall short squeeze on the way here for Bitcoin. They're raising the liquidity wall. Participants continue to Can we see break through 19,300? Inflation as weighted to the upside. Bitcoin pummeling up to the Despite upside here. Elevated inflation, longer-term deflation expectations appear to be remain well anchored, as reflected in a broad range of surveys of households, businesses, and forecasters, as well as measures from financial markets. But that is not grounds for complacency. The longer the current bound of bout of high inflation continues, the greater the chance that expectations of higher inflation will become entrenched. The Fed's monetary policy actions are guided by our mandate to promote maximum employment and stable prices for the American people. My colleagues and I are acutely aware that high inflation imposes significant hardship as it erodes purchasing power, especially for those least able to meet the higher costs of essentials like food, housing, and transportation. We are highly attentive to the risks that high inflation poses to both sides of our mandate, and we are strongly committed to returning inflation to our 2 percent objective. At today's meeting, the committee raised the target range for the federal funds rate by three-quarters of a percentage point, bringing the target range to three to three and a quarter percent. And we are continuing the process of significantly reducing the size of our balance sheet, which plays an important role in firming the stance of monetary policy. Over coming months, we will be looking for compelling evidence that inflation is moving down, consistent with inflation returning to 2%. Mm. We anticipate that ongoing increases Look at the move in of Bitcoin, right when that the target happens. range for the federal funds rate will be appropriate. The pace of those increases will continue to depend on the incoming data and the evolving outlook for the economy. With today's action, we have raised interest rates by three percentage points this year. At some point, as the stance of monetary policy tightens further, it will become appropriate to slow the pace of increases while we assess how our cumulative policy adjustments are affecting the economy and inflation. Mm -hmm. We will continue to make our decisions meeting by meeting and communicate our thinking as clearly as possible. Restoring price stability will likely require maintaining a restrictive policy stance for some time. To make our the historical record cautions strongly against prematurely loosening policy. As shown in the SEP, the median projection for the appropriate level of the federal funds rate is 4.4 percent at the end of this year, one percentage point higher than projected in June. The median projection rises to 4.6 percent at the end of next year and declines to 2.9 percent by the end of 2025, still above the median estimate of its longer run value. Of course, these projections do not represent a committee decision or plan, and no one knows with any certainty where the economy will be a year or more from now. We are taking forceful and rapid steps to moderate demand so that it comes into better alignment with supply. Our overarching focus is using our tools to bring inflation back down to our 2 percent goal 
and to keep longer-term inflation expectations well anchored. Reducing inflation is likely to require a sustained period well, of below-trend growth. Look at Bitcoin growth. pumping hard. And there will very likely be some softening of labor market conditions. Shorts getting squeezed. 19,700 is the sell wall being raised step, up. To set the stage Shorts are getting smashed in the face right now. Over the Punched in the run. mouth. 19,430. Look at this 30-second chart exploding. To conclude, we like understand a party that popper. our actions affect communities, families, and businesses across the country. Everything we do is in service to our public mission. We at the Fed will do everything we can to achieve our maximum employment and price stability goals. Thank you, and I look forward to your questions. Wow, that was, that was short and sweet and easy. Not like the last time. Hi, Chair Powell. Thank you for taking our questions. Gina Smiley from the New York Times. I wonder if you could give us a little detail around how you'll know when to slow down these rate increases and how you'll eventually know when to stop. He'll never know. No idea what he's doing. So I will answer your question. It's the hardest question in the question world. Directly, but I want to start uh, here today by saying that my main message has not changed at all since Jackson Hole. Um, the FOMC is strongly resolved to bring inflation down to 2%. And we will keep at it until the job is done. So um, the way we're thinking about this is um, that kind of scares the me overarching fo focus of the committee is getting inflation back down to 2%. Uh, to accomplish that, we think we'll need to do two things in particular uh, to achieve a period of growth below trend. Here comes the bad news. Or good news. Here you go. Listen to this. This could, this could sway the whole market right here. Demand and supply in the labor Listen market. Listen to this. So on the first, uh, uh, Committee's forecasts and those of most outside forecasters do show growth running below its longer run potential this year and next year. On the second, though, so far there's only modest evidence that the labor market is cooling off. Job openings are down a bit. Uh, as you know, quits are off their all-time highs. There's some signs that some wage measures may be flattening out but not moving up. Payroll gains have moderated but not much. And in light of the um, uh, high inflation we're seeing, we think we'll need to, and in light of what, what I just said, we, we think that we'll need to bring uh, our, our funds rate to a restrictive level and to keep it there for some time. So um, what will we be rate. looking at, I guess, is your question. So we'll be looking at a few things. He didn't answer First, anything. we'll want to see growth continuing to run below trend. We'll want to see movements in the labor market showing a return to a better balance between supply and demand. And ultimately, we'll want to see clear evidence that, that inflation is moving back down uh, to Bitcoin's to dumping on that. So that's what we'll be looking for. Um, in terms of um, of reducing rates, I think we'd we'd want to be very confident that inflation is moving back down uh, to two to two percent before we would consider that. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Steve Leisman, CNBC. Can you talk about how you factor in uh, the variable lags on inflation and the extent to which his, um, his name is Lies Man? Isn't that funny? Outlook for <laughs> his little last name is Lies Man. In the sense like, that you come keep on, raising man. Rates. Or can you envision a time when there's a pause to uh, kind of look at what has been <laughs> His name says the man lies. <laughs> he worked for the Thank news. <laughs> Sorry. Sure. I just got so um, I would change my name. Of course, man. monetary policy. Does, Lies, does man. Work with long and variable you gotta lags. love it. You gotta love it. Uh, the way I think of it is our <laughs> policy decisions affect financial conditions immediately. In fact, financial conditions have usually been affected well before we actually announce our decisions. Shorts getting squeezed. Then changes in financial conditions begin to affect uh, 
act, economic activity fairly quickly within a few months. This is book but map it's right here. To take some time. Links to book uh, map in the description below. Uh, to see the full full effects of changing financial conditions on inflation. So we are we are very much mindful for that, and that's why I noted in my in my opening remarks that at some point as the stance of policy tightens further, it will become appropriate to slow the pace of rate hikes while we assess how our cumulative policy adjustments are affecting the economy and inflation. So that's how we think about that. Your second question, sorry, was? Is there a point in time you can see pausing? Is it linear that you keep raising rates, or is there? Oh, I'm sorry. I should know better than to not talk with my microphone. Um, I should know better than to answer your second question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, is it linear? Do you keep raising rates, or is there a the pause is weird, you huh? envision where the, the, you kind uh, of humor. figure out uh, what what has happened to the economy and give uh, time to catch up uh, in the real economy? The, the rate increase is time to catch up in the real economy. Thank you. So, so I think I think it's it's very hard to say with the precise certainty the way this is going to unfold. As I mentioned, what we think we need to do and should wow, do is push to move our policy rate to a restrictive really level squeezing that's restrictive enough hard. to bring inflation down to 2%, where we have confidence of that. And what you see in the SEP numbers is people's views as of as of Oof. today, as of this meeting, as to the, the kind of levels that will be appropriate. Now, those 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 will those will evolve over time. And I think we'll we'll um, we'll just have to, to see how that goes. I, I, th there is a possibility, five. certainly, that we would go to go to a certain level that we we're confident in and and stay there for a time. Um, but we're not at that level. Clearly today, we're, you know, we're just, uh, we, we've just moved, I think, probably into the very, the very lowest level that, of what might be restrictive. And, and certainly in my view and in the view of the committee, there's, uh, there's uh, a ways to go. Boom. Shorts are getting so squeezed right now. Look at these liquidations. Telling you, I don't trade on. I don't trade on these Washington days. Thank you for taking Look how questions. insane this is. The projections how show the unemployment I mean, rate rising to 4.4% next year. Like a nut, like a nut. And historically, th Look that kind this. of rise in the unemployment rate would typically bring a recession with it. Should we interpret that to mean no soft landing? And is that kind of rise necessary to get inflation down? Right. So, um, so you're right. That's in, actually in a the, good question. In the SEP, there is a what I would characterize as a relatively opinion. modest increase in the unemployment rate from a historical perspective, given the expected de de decline in inflation. Now, why is that? So really, it is th that is um, what we generally expect, uh, because we see the current situation as um, outside of historical ex experience in a number of ways, and I'll, I'll mention a couple of those. Of first, and you know these, but first, job openings are incredibly high relative to the number of people looking for work. Uh, it's plausible, I'll say, that job openings could come down significantly, and they, they need to, without as much of an increase in unemployment as has happened in earlier historical episodes. So that's one thing. In addition, too in many this job cycle, openings. Uh, longer run inflation expectations are have generally been fairly well anchored. Uh, I, I, and I've, as I've said, there's no wow. No look at this short squeeze, there, man. To the extent that uh, continues Liquidated. to be the case, that should make it easier to restore so many price And I guess the, the third they didn't thing I would point to, to they wanted this to trade on this day. Part of this inflation is caused by this series of supply Don't shocks that we've had, beginning with the pandemic and really with, really with the reopening of the economy, and more recently amplified and added to by Bitcoin. Russia's invasion of Ukraine, Look have all that. contributed to the sharp increase in inflation. So these are 
these are Whoa. the kinds of events that are not really seen in, in prior Whoa, business back cycles. Back to 20K? And in we principle, to 20K? Things, this is uh, insane. Start to get better. And we this do see insane. some evidence Yo. of the beginnings. It's, it's good to see that. Yo, um, Bitcoin, example, this is nuts. Like they may have peaked Today now. is Supply just nuts. I can't, to resolve. I can't get over it. If sustained, this is could crazy. Help the on inflation. <laughs> so let me just say how much these Look at all these people, like 7,000, uh, 14,000. turn out to really matter in, in, this, in this sequence of events. It remains to be seen. We have always understood that restoring price stability while achieving a relatively the modest bought wrecked decline, on the Discord. a rather increase in unemployment, and a soft landing would be would be very liquidated short, and and we don't know no knows whether this process will lead to a recession, or if so, how significant that recession would be. I'm sorry That's who that person is. On, I feel horrible, but come uh, on, how quickly man. wage and price inflation, you gonna get inflation pressures come down, whether expectations remain anchored, while he's talking, uh, and whether you know also you do be we just get not labor smart. supply, which like, would help as well. In addition, the chances on, of a soft landing, people not, landing I mean, people are likely make to diminish to they the extent learn. that policy needs to they be more learn. restrictive. Now they're liquidating the loans. Or restrictive for longer. Nonetheless, this is uh, we're committed game. to getting inflation back down to 2% because we think that a failure to restore price stability would mean far He's greater. soft today. He's Maybe. soft. He's way, he's way dovish than he was last time. He's so dovish right now. Remember, hawkish or dovish, he's a dove right now. Yes. He's such a dovey. Vacancies are such still a lovey dovey. two to one uh, ratio to unemployed people. <laughs> That's a that and quits <laughs> are, are My name's really very good ways to look at how tight <laughs> the labor market is and how different it is from talk. other cycles. Where, uh, which, where the generally the unemployment rate itself is the, is the single best indicator. We think those things have for a, a, quite a time now. We think uh, really added. I love words like that when I'm trading. <laughs> Figuring out math, think works. You know, I think two plus two is four. I think you know, I think that works. Nick Timmeros of the Wall Street yeah. Journal. Uh, you said not too long ago uh, in describing the, the policy destination. How can you use those words? There's still a way to go. But I, I imagine well, you have to have tied. some idea about so how you're chubby. thinking about your destination, whether it's a stopping point or a pausing point. And so I was wondering if you could uh, discuss how tied. you are thinking about, uh, as the data come in, where that destination is, how it's moving up if inflation doesn't perform uh, as you expect. He said as the data come in. Isn't as the data comes in? Am I wrong? Do you want to have a policy rate that's above uh, the underlying inflation rate, for example. Maybe I'm wrong. And do you have an estimate for where you think the underlying inflation rate might be in the economy right now? Underlining well, inflation. So don't ask him questions again, like that. We he doesn't want to. We believe don't that we ever ask him questions like that. Watch him dodge. Raise this. our policy stance overall to a level that is restrictive, and by that I mean is is um, meaningfully put, putting mean, meaningful downward pressure on inflation. That's what we. That's what we need to see in, in the stance of policy. We also know that there are, are long and variable lengths, particularly as they relate to inflation. So it, it's a challenging assessment. So what do you look at? You Does look at broader financial conditions. As you know, our, you, look, you look at where All rates are, 19, real and nominal in some cases. You look at credit spreads. You look at, 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 at uh, financial conditions indexes. We also, I would think, uh, and you see this in the, this is something we talked about today in the meeting, and talk about it in all of our meetings, and you see this, I think, in, in the committee forecast. You want to be at a place where real rates are positive across the entire yield curve. And I, I think that would be the case if you look at the, the numbers that we're, that we're writing down and think about, um, uh, you measure those against uh, some sort of forward-looking assessment of inflation, inflation expectations. I think you would see at, at that time, you'd see 
positive real rates across the which, across the yield curve, and that that is also an important consideration. Nothing. It's so easy not to say oh, anything right. when people uh, ask them these uh, questions, Howard right? Because because it's already uh, based on nothing on anyway. <laughs> I just want to be clear on the on on the steps. Uh, you say it's meeting by meeting, but it sure looks like we're going 75, 50, 25. Um, is 75 uh, next month the baseline? So Oof. I like that. We, I like this make, guy. Uh, one decision Tough. per meeting, and the meeting decision we made today was to raise the federal funds rate by, by 75. Um, you're right that a, uh, uh, you know, a, uh, the median for, uh, for the year end suggests another 125 basis points in rate increases. Um, but there's also there's a you know there's another fairly large group that that saw 100 basis points, addition to where we are today, so that would be 25 basis points less. So you know we're going to make that decision at the meeting. We had, we didn't make that decision today. We didn't vote on that. Um, I would say that you know we're committed to getting to a restrictive level, of um, so uh, easy for restrictive the level ambiguous word pretty quickly, and. Uh, that's what Back away from me. Okay, I'll do a restrictive level. Just back away an inch. Like, what does that mean? Of, of it. What's the incentive to continue front loading right Look, this, this, this flag is supposed uh, to break to the upside. See? I'm teaching you TA while we're doing this. You don't know it, but I am. I'm subtly teaching you technical analysis and book map without saying a word. I'm teaching by showing. Our expectation has been that we would begin to see inflation come down, oh, largely exciting. because of, of supply-side uh, healing. By now, we would have thought to, that we would have seen some of that. We haven't. We have seen some supply-side healing, but inflation has not really come down. If you look at, at core PCE inflation, which is you know, a good measure of where inflation is running now, uh, if you look at it on a 3-, 6-, and 12-month trailing annualized basis, you'll see that, that inflation is at 4.8%, 4.5%, and 4.8%. So that's a, those, that's a pretty good summary of where we are with inflation, and that's not where we expected or wanted to be. So what that tells us is that we, we need to continue, and we, and we can keep doing these, uh, and, and we did today do another large increase as we approach the level that we think we need to get to. And we're still discovering what that level is, but people are writing that down. He's never going to be able to stop inflation. I'm telling you right now, so they that's, printed that's how, too much money in the long term. Hopefully they can do something in the just – even if they do something now, five years from now, you'd be in the same spot. They're not going to stop the overall. This is like an avalanche, baby. Uh, They're trying to stop a little bit. How should we interpret the fact that core inflation is still not forecast in the SEP to be back uh, to target in 2025, and yet the dot plot projects cuts as early as 2024? And does that mean there's a level of inflation um, above smart. the 2% target that the Fed is willing to tolerate? Hmm. So I guess That's core is question. at 2.1 in 2025. I like that question. That's actually a good question. In the median and, and, and headline is at 2.0. So that's pretty close. I mean, we, we write down our forecasts and we, we figure out what the median is and we publish it. So it's not, um, I mean, I, I would say that if, you know, if, if, if the, actually if the economy followed this path, this would be a pretty good outcome. But you're right, it is a tenth higher than 2%. Okay, just as a quick follow-up, I mean, if the concern is that underlying inflation she is talked about the becoming 25. more entrenched perhaps each month, then why forego the more aggressive 100 basis point increase today 
and does that risk having to see be she's smart she realizes yeah, what's so happening we, um, see as we as she we knows said, what's going you know, on last but she doesn't fully get it yet that one and she's this like, one we said that uh, we, we would hole? make a decision based on the overall <laughs> yeah, data coming you're in. in a so hole, girl. You remember we, we got a we got a we going down baby reading in july buy some bitcoin she's probably going to buy bitcoin right now reading for august so I think you have to, you, you can't really, you never want to overreact too much to any one data point. This flag's breaking so if out. You look, if you look at them together, and as I just mentioned, if you really, really look at this year's inflation, three, six, and 12 month trailing, you see inflation is running too high. It's running 4.5% or above. You don't need to know much more than that. If that's the one thing you know, you know that, that this committee is committed to getting to a committed. You know, meaningfully restricted a committed committee. policy. This committee is committed. Until until we feel confident that inflation is coming down. You're never going to feel we, that way because it. it doesn't stop when you print money to zero. All right, my man? How could you sit here and maybe he really doesn't know. Oh, hi, I'm starting to think he really believes in this. I wanted to ask like about he's in the, matrix um, the balance and know. sheet. You all have left open the possibility that you might sell mortgage-backed securities, but we've seen significant slowing in the housing market. Mortgage rates have gone up significantly, and I'm just wondering whether conditions there uh, – might affect your plans for for how quickly you have the runoff on the MBS side. So we what we said, as you know, was that um, we would Slag consider that uh, once balance sheet uh, runoff is well underway. I would say it's not something we're considering right now, flags, and not something baby. I expect to be considering uh, in the near you term. You don't want to see it's this. Just uh, it's something I think we will turn to, but that, that time the time for turning to it, it has not come and is not close. Well, and will, will conditions in the housing market affect that decision? I think a number of things might affect that decision. But the main thing is we're not considering that Beautiful decision. pump. I'll take 19500 all day long. <coughs> Let's get a daily close. 19005 uh, Neil Irwin with Axios. Um, a number of commentators have uh, come to the view, and uh, including over at the World Bank, that simultaneous global tightening around the world is uh, creates a risk of a global recession that's worse than is necessary to bring inflation down. Uh, how do you see that risk? Uh, how do you think of coordination with your fellow central bankers, uh, and uh, is there good much risk today. Of, of overdoing it on a global level? These are good questions. That's a good um, question. So we, we um, actually, my colleagues and I, a number of my FOMC colleagues and I just got back from a, one of our frequent trips to uh, Basel, Switzerland, to meet with other senior central bank officials from around the world. We are in pretty regular contact, and we exchange, of course, we all serve a domestic mandate, domestic objectives, in our case, the dual mandate, maximum employment and price stability. But we regularly discuss uh, uh, what we're seeing in terms of our own economy and international spillovers. And it's, it's a very ongoing, constant kind of a process. So um, we are very aware of what's going on in, in other economies around the world and what that means for us and vice versa. Our, the forecast that we, that we put together, that our staff puts together and that we put together on our own, always take all of that, try to take all of that into account. I mean, I can't say that we do it perfectly, but it's not, it's not as if we don't think about, you know, the, the policy decisions, monetary policy and otherwise, the economic developments that are taking place in major economies that can have an effect on the U.S. economy. That is very much baked into our, our own forecast and our own understanding of, of, you know, of the U.S. economy as best we can. It won't be perfect. So, you know, I, I don't see it, 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 it's hard to talk about collaboration in a world where people have very different uh, levels of interest rates. If you remember, there were coordinated cuts and raises and things like that at various times. And But really, really, we're all we're in very different situations. But I, I will tell you that our, our, our contact is more or less ongoing. 
And it's not coordination, but there's a lot of information sharing, and we all, I think, are informed by what, by what other important economies, economies that are important to the United States are doing. Craig Torres from Bloomberg. Uh, Chair Powell, you talked about some Fix that mic, Craig. Um, Crispy mic, Craig. Are affecting we ain't economy, trying to hear that. But <laughs> we've also seen a resilient labor market with durable consumption, ah. uh, strong corporate profits. And I'm wondering what your story is ah. on the resilience of the economy. Ah. After all, you and your colleagues said, well, we started tightening in March when we were talking about- Get your phone away from that mic. Future. And indeed, Treasury rates moved up, so we should have had a cracking lot of on us, Craig. Um, taking effect. Wow, liquidations hardcore again. Ten thousand liquidations so on the way to twenty k. Huge, huge sell wall twenty k. They want twenty k. You're, you're right, of course. The labor market in particular has been has been very strong. Who's um, they? You know who they are. are. The, you know the the sectors of the economy that are uh, most interest rate sensitive are sensitive are certainly. Uh, showing the effects of our tightening. And of course, the obvious example is housing, where you see de de declining activity uh, and of all different kinds and, and ha housing price increases moving down. So we're having an effect on, um, on interest-sensitive spending. Uh, I think through, through exchange rates, we're having an effect on, on uh, exports and imports. Uh, I think um, so all of that's happening. But you're right. It's a, and we've, we've we've said this. You know, this is a this is a strong, robust economy. Um, people have savings on their balance sheet uh, from the period when they couldn't spend and where they were getting government transfers. There's still very significant savings out there, although not as much at the at the lower end of the income spectrum, but still some savings out there to support growth. The the the, the states are very flush with cash, so there's good reason to think that this this will continue to be. A reasonably strong economy. Now, the data, the data, sort of are, are showing that growth is 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 going to be below trend this year. If we think of trend as being about 1.8 percent in or in that range, um, we we were forecasting growth well below that, and most forecasters are. But you're right. There is a there's there's certainly a possibility that 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 growth can be stronger than that. And you know that's a good thing because because that Look means the economy will be more resistant. That thing to, could blast all uh, the way you know, to a significant downturn. Twenty thousand one twenty nine. You know, but of course we are focused on the thing I started with, it, which is getting inflation back down to two percent. Um, we we can't fail to do that. What a book has if way we, more I mean, heat up here. The heat's uh, going to twenty k. They liquidate these shorts. Thing that would be most painful. Shorts getting the people that we serve. banged on. So for now, that has to be our 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 overarching focus and you see that I think in the uh, in the SEP in in the levels of rates that we'll be moving to reasonably quickly uh, assuming things turn out roughly in line with the SEP so that's how we think about it thank you mr. chairman in a uh, world of euphemisms that we live in here with uh, below trend growth and modest increase in unemployment. I'm wondering if I could ask you a couple of direct questions Michael for the American McKee. people. Uh, do the odds now favor, given where you are and where you're going with interest rates, favor a recession? 4.4% um, unemployment is about 1.3 million jobs. Is that acceptable job loss? And then given that the data you look at is backward-looking and the lags in your policy are forward-looking and you don't know what they are, how will you but know, or will oh, he you nailed it. if you've gone too far? 
you're using lagging so indicators I, I don't, um, and projecting. I don't know what the odds are. I think that that there's a very high likelihood. Not a good look. That we'll have uh, a period of what I've mentioned is below trend growth, by which I mean lo much lower growth, and we're seeing that now. So the median forecast, I think, this year for uh, among my colleagues and, and me was 0.2 percent growth. So that's that's very slow growth, and and then below trend next year. I think the median was 1.2, also well below. So that's a slower. Uh, that's a that's a very slow level of growth, and it could give rise to increases in unemployment. But I think that's so. That is something that that we think we need to have, and we think we need to have softer labor market conditions as well. Um, you know, we're never going to say that there that there are too many it's people. Kind of an working, Adam and Eve double talk, right? The, the real point is this: um, inflation. What we hear from people when we meet with them is that that they really are suffering from inflation, and. If we want to set ourselves up, really, really light the way to another period of a very strong labor market, we have got to get inflation behind us. I wish there were a, a painless way to do that. There isn't. So what we he need to do is get that. rates up to, to the point where we're play, putting meaningful downward pressure on inflation. Guys, run for me for president. And that's what we're These people have no doing. idea what they're and, talking um, about. We, we don't, certainly don't. Don't hope. They don't. We, we, we certainly haven't given. We up borrow the money idea from the Federal Reserve. We, we owe them more money than we could pay back. In, in that's the inflation right there. Unless we need to complete this task. Trust. How will you know? Trust. Will this you is know? all smoke and mirrors. It's hard to hard to. What a good question. Uh, deal with that. Question. Oh my gosh. Again, our, our our really tight focus now. How would you know if you've gone too far? Now continues to be ongoing rate increases to get the policy rate up, up where it needs to be. And, and as I said, you can look at the look at this SEP as today's estimate I'm of sick where of that. we think those rates would be. Alert. Of course, they will evolve over time. They will evolve over time. So we won't know when we've gone too far, is what he just said. He ended with evolve over time. To have the labor market we want, we need price stability, uh, and you've suggested maybe there isn't a trade-off in the long run, but in the short run, there is a lot of concern, as people have been expressing here, about higher unemployment as a result of these uh, rate hikes, or as a result of the rate hikes. So can you explain, though, uh, what about high inflation now threatens the job market? I mean, you seem to suggest that inflation, um, high inflation will, you know, will eventually lead to a weaker job market. So can you spell that out a little more for the general public and how that would work? So for starters, people are seeing their wage increases, their, their wage increases eaten up by inflation. So if, you're, if, you, if your family is one where you spend most of your paycheck, every paycheck cycle, on gas, food, transportation, clothing, basics of life, and prices go up the way they've been going up, you're in trouble right away. You, you don't have a cushion and this is very painful for people at the lower end of the income and wealth spectrum. So that's what we're hearing from people is, you know, it, it very much that inflation is really hurting. So how do we get rid of inflation? And, and as I mentioned, oh, that's what you're nice hearing. Were, oh, you, know, you didn't know. To just wish it away, but there oh, is you've a, been hearing that from um, your mansions. We have to get supply and demand on your yachts. People have been sending us messages while we're in Switzerland. And the way we do that is by slowing the economy. Hopefully, we do that by slowing the economy, and we see. A, some softening in labor market conditions, and we see uh, a big contribution from supply side, uh, you know, improvements and things like that. But none of that is guaranteed. Um, in any case, we our job is to deliver price stability, and I think you can think of price stability as 
an asset that just delivers large benefits to society over a long period of time. We really saw that for a long Bitcoin. time. The United States had 2% inflation, didn't move around much, and that was enormously beneficial to, to the public that we, that we serve. And we have to get back to that and, and, and keep it for a, another long period of time. To, to pull back from the task of doing that is you're just, you're just postponing. The record shows that if you postpone that, the delay is only likely to lead to more pain. So, um, you know, I think we're, we're moving to, to do what we need to do and do our jobs. He and, said it and, right, uh, but I think he's in too deep. And that's what you see Honestly, us doing. I really do. I, have this. I don't want to be rude or be the bearer of bad news. I think a new system can, be, can come out of it. Uh, I think Kurt's only saved us. Um, so you had said that Americans and businesses need to feel some economic pain as we go forward. How long from here should Americans be prepared for that economic pain? How long? I mean, it, it, it really depends on how long it takes for wages and, and more than that, prices to, to come down, for, for inflation to come down. And you, you, so you, what you see in our, in our projections today is that uh, inflation moves down uh, you know, significantly over the course of next year and then more the next year after that. And you know, I think, I think um, once you're on that path, that's, that's a good thing. And things will start to feel better to people. They'll feel lower inflation. They'll feel the economy's improving. And also, if our, if our projections are, are close to right, you'll see, you will see that, you know, that the costs in unemployment Price are starting to they're meaningful. They're certainly very meaningful to the people who lose their jobs. Politics and we talk about that in our meetings coming down. Um, quite a lot. But um, at the same time, we'd be setting the economy up for another long period this, this era has been noted for very long expansions. We've had three of the four longest in measured history since we got inflation under control. And that's, that's not an accident. So when inflation is low and stable, you can have these 9, 10, 11. <laughs> you've had these long sustained periods because you've been printing so much money. You know what I'm saying? Like you kept printing money so... You, when you keep adding more money, then you don't see inflation. You just keep printing, 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 printing. This guy's funny to me, man. He thinks it's because they kept inflation under control because they printed so much money. This is funny to me. Tenure, uh, anyway. Uh, uh, expansions, <sighs> and you saw, you can see what we saw in 2018, wow, 19. Funny. He's a 20, comedian. Which was... He's Very a funny guy. The, the, the biggest wage gains going to people at the low end. Of the I didn't know he was this funny. He's a funny dude. That we've seen in, in, in since we started Jerome. keeping track of that. So we want to get back to that. But to get there, we, we're going to have to get supply and demand back. <laughs> it's going to take tight, uh, you know, tight monetary policy for a period of time. A period of time. What is that economic pain? Period of time, period of time. He just did the Joey two times. He said it twice for some reason. No, he really did. What is that economic pain? So it's all of those things. You know, period of time. Higher interest rates, slower growth, and a softening labor market are are all painful for the public that we serve. But they're not as painful as failing to to restore price stability and then having to come back and do it, uh, you know, down the road again and, and doing it at a time when actually now people have really come to expect, uh, you know, inf high inflation. If, if, in, if, the, if the concept of high inflation becomes entrenched in people's economic thinking about their decisions, then, then sort of getting back to price stability, the cost, the cost of getting back to price stability just rises. And, and so we want to avoid that. We want to, we want to act aggressively now and get this job done and keep at it until it's done. 
It's never going to be done, man. You even said yourself, it's if it's an ongoing, watchful thing that you're not sure exactly what to do. Um, Existing home sales have fallen for seven months Mm. straight. Mortgage rates are at their highest level since 2008. Um, Yet mortgage demand increased this week, and housing prices are still elevated. Now, at the end of your June press conference, you mentioned plans to reset the housing market. I was wondering if you could elaborate. Now, that's a last name. Sammy Goodkind? Her name is last. Her last name was Goodkind. She's the good kind. Freedom, what you mean when you say reset, and uh, what you think it will take to actually get there. So we're, when I say reset, I'm not looking at a particular specific, you know, set of data or anything. What I'm really sound. saying is that we've, we've now had they're going a, to get the loans that jumped in. Red hot housing. Don't trade this stuff. I'm telling you right now, stay out there. You know, famously, stay away from this. Unless you're trading the 30 second chart, you're going to get rocked. Ten percent above. I'm showing you this right now, right? Before even seeing the house, that kind of thing. Look at so, that, double top. Um, there was a big imbalance between supply and demand. Housing Couldn't prices were pennant. going up at an unsustainably fast level. So the deceleration in housing prices that we're seeing should help bring sort of prices more closely in line with rents and other housing market fundamentals. Um, and, you know, that's a good thing. For the longer term, what we need is supply and demand to get better aligned so that housing prices go up at a reasonable level, uh, at a reasonable pace, and that uh, people can afford houses again. And I think we, so we probably in the housing market have to go through a correction to get back to that place. There's also, there are also longer run issues though with the housing that market. That wasn't Adam you know, Eve double top. You know, um, Just want to point that uh, out. Those, it's, those tend it's, to pay um, you pretty well. Difficult to find well, I'm teaching lots you, look. now close, close enough to cities That's and things Adam. like that. So builders are having a hard time getting zoning and lots and workers and materials and things like that. But from a sort of business cycle standpoint, th- this difficult, Correction should put the housing market back into better better balance. Yeah. Shelter made up such a large part of this hot CPI report that we saw. Do you think that there is a lag and that we will see that come down in the coming months, or do you think that there's still this imbalance that needs to be addressed? No, I I think that shelter shelter inflation is going to remain high for some time. You know, we're looking for it to come down, but it's not exactly clear when that will happen. Um, uh, so it may take some time. So I, I think the, I think, you know, hope for the best plan for the worst. So I, th- I think on shelter inflation, you've just got to assume that it's going to remain pretty high for a while. Okay, we'll go to Jean for the last question. Forever. Hi, Jean. You will have nothing and love it. Um, you've talked about <laughs> the need to get real rates into positive territory. And you said earlier that policy is just moving into that territory now. So I'm curious um how restrictive is rates at 4.6 percent expected is is that expected to be next year how restrictive Mm. Mm. so i I think if you look you know when we get to if we let's assume we do get to that level um which i think is likely uh you know you what you're going to do is you're going to adjust that for some forward measure looking measure of of uh of um of inflation and you know that could be you pick your measure it could be you know there, there there are all kinds of different things you could pick and you get but what you'll get is a positive number in all cases you will get forward inflation expectations in the short term i think that are going to be assuming that we're doing our jobs appropriately that will be significant That's so, so i don't assume that ever jerome uh, jerome rate. i never assume you're doing your job appropriately all right so let's take that right off the table man 
at that point, by the, which could be 1% or so. Let's but not I mean, assume. Know exactly. We know what that does. It, it makes it significant. Out of you and me. When we get to that. We know that, Jerome. And l- let me say, w- you know, we've, we've written down what we think Fail, Jerome. Is, Fail. is a plausible path for the federal funds rate. The path that we actually execute will Come be on, enough. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. So this is, this is something that, as you can see, they've, they've moved You got to love this country. And we're going to continue to watch incoming data and the evolving outlook and, and ask ourselves where our, whether our policy is in the right place as we go. Thank you very much. Is that it? He's out. He's out. And just like that, he ended it. He was quite dovish. He said the same things he said around in July. All right. Um, he was very dovish. All right. And that concludes the Fed meeting, everybody. Shout out to everyone that stuck around. We're going to still go through some charts, talk about it. Let's go through the chat. Let's talk about how you feel. I want to go over how you feel. We're going to send out, a ch- we're going to have to do a tweet, interactive tweet right off the bat because why not? I mean, how do you feel? You know, how do you feel? About the meeting, you know? And the rate hike of 7.5. Did you learn anything? I learned a few things that Jerome is really funny. Like, he's he's a funny dude. How do you feel? Let's make that capital... How do you feel about the meeting and the rate hike of 7.5? Do you learn anything? Um, no, because I want to know. I really do. I want to see what you people have to say. Let's see what you guys ripped up the other tweet. Wow, a lot of tweets here. Look at this. Is anyone fed up yet? Do you think the Fed earned one month summer vacation? Will they have some good news for us? These are good, cool. And, you know, my, my team creates these. These are from the depths of, you know, um, their own team, man. I lo- really appreciate those. Those are cool. This one too, right? Is Doquan on the run? That's funny. Where is that? Is uh, yeah. If you were Jerome Powell, would you wear a speedo at the beach? I know I had a few that I didn't finish. Oh, there's one right there. I'd rock out with my socks out there. The speedo make my wash. <laughs> a romper for sure. This is funny. Cut off jeans, short style. That's funny. All right. <laughs> hey, you gotta. I thought it was fun to make a joke. And look, we got a lot of funny stuff here um, coming on in. <laughs> Yo, this is a way. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yo, this. Stop, 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 stop this guy. <laughs> hold up, hold up. <laughs> Yo, this guy, come on, man. Why you got to do me like that? Oh, my gosh. I hope I never go bald, man. That's what I'm going to look like in five years after all the stress of training. I'm going to be like, do you want to learn how to trade crypto? Why did you do that to me? <laughs> you know. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You're funny, man. Hey, I caught another one. Those those actually make my day. I appreciate those. Too funny. Thank you. I <laughs> That's stupid, man. All right. All right. Got to have some music, too. I can never be dry. This can never be dry. Oh, fuck. And the short, look, it went up and down. Look at the short. It's basically a break even right now. 
right now, if you just look at the stochastics, I mean, and you just play it the way you're supposed to play it, you're still supposed to be short technically. After all the insanity, it's saying, hey, the one hour wants to push to the upside. I'd wait for all the dust to completely settle. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, we opened up trades right away. I still kind of want to see some settle here, right? There was heavy volatility. We just saw a crazy market movement. I mean, Bitcoin went from 20,000 down to 18,000, all right? Right here, all the way. I mean, that's insane what it just did. I mean, it made a diamond technically, right? That's a diamond. <clears throat> I like that we're above 19,300. That was all I cared about was getting above 19,300 and closing a daily candle. I want to wait for today. I want to see this daily candle close, bullish engulfing. Bang, bang, bang. Don't give any more. Close bullish engulfing at 19,005 if you can. I mean, but if you stay above 19,300, at least that'll give us something to go on, right? So, and again, this is the KuCoin chart by itself, clean. I'm going to give you my last look at Bitcoin before I jump out of here. Take a look at it, all right? So the double bottom for the daily still stands. Nothing has really changed for that. Very oversold in the stochastics on the daily and the 22 hour. I've been kind of sitting on this for a while. Four hour, however, is overbought and, you know, is in a bit of a, a bit of a position. However, this is a flag. We did break out of the flag today and we got a measured move. If we can continue to the upside of the flag, that would take us to 20,400. And I mean, to get back above 20K to break these two highs right here, these resistance levels, this really is our big resistance level. We have two, but there's, you know, this one and this one, but they're substantial. We got to get back above 20,001, 20,500 to remain bullish. All right. Some would say we technically did break out. Now we have possibly, a, eh, you could say, are we doing this? All right. Or something like this right now. Uh, to me, this is the channel that we are in. There's a bigger flag at play, possibly here like this. But for now, I'm just going to take it slow right here. Four hours overbought. You know what I mean? You have another possibly, you know, you could say you're kind of doing this. Can you get above this zone, this diagonal resistance here? And if not, you're headed to the downside. Sad to say, but the four hour wants to dump on you. You know, anything is possible. And we need it. We basically need them to continue short squeezing us. We need too many people to we need too many people to be so bearish that the whole market eats them alive. And that's what happens when everyone is on the wrong side of the trade. Market maker comes and gets you right now. The one hour wants to dump on you. Right. So at the end of the day, if you just trade this like and again, that's what I'm trying to teach everyone to get through this crazy price action and just maintain stability. Like so this happened. Can we find something can we find a channel? And like at the end of the day, that's a rising wedge, right? Who cares that it went up, went in, it broke in and out two times, but it's a rising wedge at the end of the day. This is the pattern that we have at hand, right? And these break down 68% of the time and you're getting overbought on the one hour and the four hour time frame. So like I would just have to remain bearish right now that we're coming back down to the bottom of the channel here at 19,000. Can that stay? If that holds, then that, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. But right now I, I have to remain bearish based on the indicators that I use. The probability of them have been very good to me and they're telling me we're likely to head lower than higher. So I'm sticking to that idea, but I'm not really over trading anything. I'm watching the market till tonight, seeing how it plays out. 
and um you know the shorts too to me still look pretty scrumptious the four hour wants to push up and so does the one hour right now we just got to wait 50 minutes to come on down and honestly like the shorts still are holding more probability to me than anything else they haven't been stopped out yet you have to remember that with all the crazy volatility they haven't been stopped out yet even with that crazy movement for bitcoin never hit the stop loss down here so shorts still do look good to me if i had to call anything it would be the shorts so i'm sticking short until later on let me jump back into the chat see how you're all doing see what's going down see how y'all are feeling that was crazy right um what'd y'all think of that when is a good time to start trading again well dxy was dumping now it's pumping yeah just keep doing good sam i'll hit you up later love you bro one two three zelda 32 man zelda 32 0.75 raise looks like it's just gonna go down slower later if it was 100 would have crashed as crazy as it might have sound i made better trades during the volatility than sitting around thinking too much about whether to close or open a position hey it's up to you man whatever makes you happy psl looking bullish pastel man see my man going to be a long winner i'm 60 percent invested i think i timed the bottom oh well at least my other 40 percent cash i'm buying a fire sale oh you 60 percent thinking you timed the bottom hey bitcoin will rise to those crazy levels when the population sees that the emperor has no clothes exactly empower emperor funny um almost time to leave the office and put my cape on i mean papa john shirt lol not financial advice dude we knew you were i knew it i knew you were superman i knew it i knew it everyone thank you so much for jumping into the rate hike that was monumental that was unbelievable i appreciate each and every one of you for doing it we saw amazing things let me just see if i can see something in the market that sparks my interest sutter was amazing Hero 3S just went went off. That's crazy for 100% out of nowhere. This market still rips. Burp just went off. Sutter continuing to bang. Might actually be making a flag for more here. Ape3L got some gains. HPB. Anakin, which has been on my radar for a while. Anakin. And look at Anakin now with a bit of a shoulder, a head, and a right shoulder pumping to the upside. Anakin. I like this coin. It was sitting at the 618. Pushing up in the four-hour time frame. Looks like there could be more coming for Anakin. Adam has been hot recently. It fell out of the pattern. Four-hour wants to push back to the upside for Adam. Seems like BTC pairs may be in order too. Take a look at some BTC pairs. 19% for Anakin. See? Exactly what I was talking about. Look at Anakin on the BTC pair. About to do damage. Bitcoin goes sideways or dumps a little bit. Looks like some of these alts are going to eat up on Bitcoin. Anakin is about to do damage and continue to the upside again i don't chase candles i'd have to go to like the seven and look for a pattern some type of flag when in doubt flag it out wait for the 21 to touch price action and then i would be looking for something like this to get into yet again at the bottom of the pattern with divergence all right bang 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 so never chase a green candle always project the flag all right but Anakin banging on on the btc pairs we've been talking about enq for a while in my whole trading group dero bit uh dero people went over too and everything else seems a little lackluster there. <clears throat> I keep looking at Ascendex. Ascendex is forming a flag. It's interesting to me. Of all the coins, Ascendex is forming a pretty interesting flag. Um, I'll show you it's ASD, but, you know. Gollum also getting ready for possible more gains again. Let's take a look at Gollum at a huge pump like two, three weeks ago. 22 hour in the daily coming down for a possible move. Four hour a little too high for me right now. I'll put an alert here. 
for Gollum. Sitting at like a 786 Fibonacci. I can just tell without even pulling the fibs. See, 78. How did I know that? Because you can just, you eventually know. Jim, the life Kramer. You're funny, man. Damn, you look different bald. So funny. Been with you two months. Thank you for the 15X and, a God, and God talk. Can you take a look at Lyft? Shout out to Hunches, man. Thank you for the 499. Man, 15X his portfolio and learned about God, you know, and or just like, you know, talking about people that like God. Appreciate you, man. Love you. Let's take a look at Lith, Lithium. What is Lith? Isn't that Lithium? Yeah. Wanted to break out of this flag, pump down, had a weird bump up. Four hours, very overbought. I don't like that. Daily finally wants to go. This thing is low, lower than I've ever seen it. Let's look at it on the weekly. Wow. So it got smashed. It's like the lowest it's ever been. This coin could turn to zero, honestly, and just never come back. You know me. I don't like this stuff when it's down this low. See, it's got a bit of a cup and handle in there. Could pump to the upside. I mean, this is bearish. Daily wants to bump up, but look at the four hour not getting above the previous high. You got resistance right here. You got heavy resistance right here. So you desperately got break back, gotta break back above 001327 to remain bullish. If not, I mean, that's a bearish flag here that could continue to the downside. Four hour also is, you know, showing you that you don't have a lot of gas here. That's pretty scary. I wouldn't touch it till it gets back above that POC. At 01736. Good day, all in Sammy. Shout out to Tommy G. Thank you so much for the $5 super chat. Appreciate you for coming on in. Algorand just had an upgrade. We got to make when in doubt, flag it out sweatshirts and shirts. LOL. FRR. I want to see this double bottom that I've been looking at. Did it hold? So far, I mean, this thing is getting ready. I've been talking about it. Look at the four hour. It's only a matter of time. This train could leave the station. FRR front row is on my radar. Bang, bang, bang. ETC is also something to look at. Probably been following Bitcoin's moves up and down, though. I have it in this flag. Likely to possibly bounce back to the upside, but the four hours overbought like Bitcoin. Not where I want it to be. Following Bitcoin way too closely. All right. Funny, these look like I'm trading Hikanashi. All right. Seven minutes straight dumpage. Bearish divergence. See, that's bearish. Do you see the bearish divergence? Swing up to swing up, swing down to swing down, dump to the downside. On the seven minute chart. It is what it is. Shout out to Andrew. Did you get my super chat? Andrew Sim1, my man. $33. Let's take a look here. Hunches. I feel like it's not showing up again. I don't think so, Andrew. Andrew Simone, man. I love you, brother. Good day, all. And Sam, I got that one. We got $33 in chat revenue. Isn't that amazing? 33 bones. Pretty cool. Tommy G. Live again. You, Adam, please. Ergo. Not seeing it show up. No, I don't think I got the super chat. Dang, it's so weird, man. Maybe you did, though. It makes sense. Maybe you did at the beginning. And I just didn't see it. I think you did. It would make sense, right? It was at the beginning, yeah. Live, we're going to do Adam, please. Cardano fork tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The v Vasilix, right? 
Send in a super chat if you want me to do a DA or deep dive. Everyone, I got to get out of here. I'm exhausted. I got to save my brain for tomorrow's live stream. I was looking at Adam earlier. We'll look at Adam real quick for the group. I mean, to me, it's going to follow Bitcoin pretty closely. I had it in this little channel. Borrower still actually has upward momentum, though. Honestly, just watch, delete everything. Move moving averages for a second. Clean line one. Clean line two. Falling wedge one. Falling wedge two. Boom, boom. Bit of a coup de handle. The cup they'll handle to the upside. Four hours still is momentum. One hour time frame to spent. Likely to come back down first. I wouldn't touch it. Market doesn't feel good to me right now. I'm being honest. Let's look at whale. Whale was a... I always wanted to hit whale for gains. It pumped yesterday way too hard. You know? One hour does look like it may actually go for more. I see what you're saying for whale. After that huge wick, we have to forget about it. I guess you could pull... What do I do? I pull a fib, a fib to that wick. I never figure out, like, what to do. Because if you go all the way to that extensive wick, it really, really doesn't work. You know what I mean? One hour is extremely spent and bent. Four hours got a little leg to it. Daily probably can't even... Yeah, daily's still pointing up. That's very interesting. 15 minute, you're right. I mean, this thing could still go for more. Based on the indicators... By pure logic, I don't believe it, but based on the indicators, and it's very, very risky because you don't have really any support or resistance to go on. I guess you have this line and this line. It's not the worst. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, whale could pump for more. It has all the fixings. Four hours a little too high for me. One hour does want to pump. So, it doesn't mean it can for sure, but it's high risk for sure. Low liquidity coin on KuCoin, though. If it can pump, anything can. Whale does look like it possibly could get a move. Oversold in the 4-hour and the 15-minute for Whale. All right, so, I think that's going to be my last request. My wife gave me a look. (laughs) There it is. radar happen to see it appreciate that everyone here the serious crypto lifers much west michigan loved you you're the goat man you're the best football much west michigan love you're the goat you're the best thanks man i appreciate it i'm the best football man thank you i love when people call me a football it's probably the best thing i i remember when someone first called me a football they hey sam you're a football i think it was rodney he called me a football i said man rodney you're the best man Everyone, thank you so much for being here. Please comment, like, and subscribe. Hit the bell for notifications. You can find out when I post my next video. Remember, if you came to the channel, then you're already doing the right thing. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for kicking it with me. It's been tough. Oh, my gosh. Headphones, everything. Take off the tie, the suit. It's been it's been a long day, everybody. Streaming for hours all day long. My goodness. Now I got to go do a mafia meeting over here. (laughs)
Everybody, thank you so much for being here. Please comment, like, and subscribe. Hit the bell for notifications. You can find out when I post my next video. Remember, if you came to the channel, then you're already doing the right thing. You can, you will, you are the best. I'm going to show up every single day and do everything I can to change the world. If you want to be a part of that, let's do it. I love you all. Mwah. Mwah. I did just kiss it. I was thinking of my kids. But I love you all. Have a great day. Be safe.